It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT. Live from our beautiful studios here at Lotus Broadcasting. Uh, back from the Super Bowl, first time I've seen Bobby, and we're back here, and we got a big show lined up for you today. As we are rolling on on the biggest topic in the NFL, who will be the Raiders quarterback? Is he in-house? Is he outside? Is he in the draft? Is he on a college campus? Or is he going dark and hanging out, getting ready to do a yoga cleanse? That's where we're at. I think it is a glorious topic. I think it's a good, fun sports radio topic here. No harm, no foul. And that's what we're doing as we open up the show, brought to you by PTs. You know, they fuel the monologue, best happy hour in town, no debate. Five to seven, midnight to two, head on out to the 64-plus PTs. And congratulations to the Strat, their Super Bowl parties, what they were doing there. I had a couple of buddies stay at the Strat uh, over the Super Bowl weekend, and they had a blast. They said the interactive entertainment, the Super Bowl, the ability to bet, their rooms were incredible. They had a great time. So congratulations to the Strat. Uh, Golden Entertainment and everybody involved there who pulled it off and had a really good Super Bowl. If you're pulling off the Super Bowl in Vegas and you're not going to Phoenix, Glendale, if you're trying to do something in town, it could get a little dicey unless you go to the right place. For my friends who went there and for our proud partnership, thanks to PTs and Golden Entertainment as we open up the show. All right, here's what I'm about to start to talk about. It usually takes me about 17, 18 minutes without a breath. Play some sound, and then when I come out of this, I'd like to take your phone call. So if you dial now, I'll get you up in 10 minutes. And I'm always looking for a leadoff hitter. Like Chris in West Oakland leads us off one or two days a week. He's a cleanup hitter. He's a, he's like Aaron Judge or Henry Aaron. You bring him in as a cleanup hitter. And now I'm looking to fill the lineup with leadoff hitters, guys who bat and gals the eighth or ninth spot, and people that have opinions that can enhance the radio show. Either be entertaining or informative, but at least have something to say on the topics that are very important to the Raiders and this offseason. Because now it's a free-for-all. It's an absolute free-for-all with the Raiders on national radio debate shows. Everybody now is throwing blank up against the wall, and they just want to be involved in a topic that I believe I'm an expert on, Not because I know all the answers. By far, I don't know anything. But at least I know how to run the show on this topic. Everybody else jumps in and out, right? National show. Oh, today in the second segment of the third hour, we'll do Derek Carr. Or in the second segment of the first hour, we'll do Aaron Rodgers. And they're all over the place. We have a focus here to improve the Raiders. The majority of our audience are Raider fans. And they would like the Raiders to win now. They don't want to rebuild. They don't care about two or three years. The last 20-plus years have been hard really hard, and they're sick of it. So my job is to get in here for a couple hours a day and find a way for you to get involved and help fix what's going to happen, even though we know you and I aren't going to fix it. It's Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, Mark Davis, everyone around the football operations to try to get the Raiders to the next level. But I think a lot of these topics are strong. I mean, they are really strong 
based in strong historic fundamentals and the fact that you add Vegas, you bring in Vegas and the revenue stream here, the cap space that cleared since Derek Carr has instantly been gone since yesterday, the recruiting process of no state taxes in Las Vegas, home of the Super Bowl, we're on deck for the Super Bowl, and everything in between. As a season ticket holder for the Raiders, and they take that money out of my account. That's not, that's not freebies. And you should see my bar tab when my friends are in town. If someone would pick up that bar tab in the Twitch lounge. I'm invested with this team as a season ticket holder and an employee. I want them to win, and I, I understand the process of building it the right way. So part of the topic which I'm going to present to you here is how do you build it the right way coming off what happened last year? Last year, the team went from 10 wins to 6 wins, and they deconstructed the roster, which they had to do during the season. They had to get rid of players that they wanted to get rid of ahead of time, and they had to get rid of the quarterback, which they were definitely getting rid of the quarterback, and they had to do that and get ready for this offseason. So as I often say, big boy radio. For those who were really upset about Carr, Carr's gone. We wish him well, he's gone. I'll bring up where he is when he lands with another team. But what happens next is what should this team do that's responsible, not reckless, makes sense, and could kind of thread the needle and get this team back to greatness? Man, what I just said there, there's a lot, there's a lot there. How do you do this? So in our business in sports radio, we have consultants. And normally, all the consultants have one thing in common. They've never hosted radio shows. They're paper pushers, and they're people behind the scenes. They try to help out with sales, this and that. And they don't know what they're doing. They couldn't do radio. But what they want you to do, everyone in my position, is build the topic. It's called topic development. That's why some of these shows have three-hour coffee meetings ahead of time. they got a bunch of interns, a bunch of guys and girls in their 20s throwing topics on a whiteboard. And they come up with the topics they want, and they run and start their radio show. I think I'm pretty good at that, and I know what this topic needs to be. This topic needs to be streamlined very tight to the quarterback. We need to streamline my show to focus exclusively on the quarterback until the quarterback is decided on. And then after that, I could do everything else you want. The draft, you know, third-round pick, do we want O-line, do we want to go defensive back, all of that. But the priority for this team is to settle on a quarterback that they believe can help them win now and help them win in the long term. So as I begin this topic, the Raiders always want to win. They have a commitment to excellence. I've never been around a bunch of people in my business life who are driven to win. Now, when they don't win, they're really pissed off about it. People lose their jobs, people get cut, and people get traded. And we're in that window now, and a lot of people can't handle it. Their favorite players and their favorite jerseys are no longer here. Get over it. It's a business. You got to get over this part of it's hard. You got to say goodbye, shake hands, look people in the eye and say thank you for your services. The business propels onward. And that's what we're at with the exit of Derek Carr. This topic has been pounded into the ground, rightfully so. When he was deactivated for two games, we talked about it at length. We all knew that Derek Carr was not going to be back. So we move on from Derek Carr. And now we got to figure out who's going to come in. So what, what's in front of us all as fans, media members, uh, players who are listening to this show and the executives who listen, is what is the best for the organization now in the short term and what is the best for the organization long term? That's the problem. That's the problem. 
What's good for the organization long-term is to have the right football operations in place to develop younger players, not overspend for them, and then hit the lottery when they all develop roughly at the same time. They're all very good, and then you win consistently and you set the organization up like the Baltimore Ravens, the Green Bay Packers at times, the 49ers right now in that window, obviously Kansas City, and Philadelphia really struck gold. Philadelphia is kind of what the Raiders want to do. Raiders kind of want to do what Philadelphia did. Philadelphia brought in some good players. Raiders have plenty of good players. Then they hit the lottery when it came to the draft, and then they brought in some free agents to sprinkle around, and they became a really good team. And that's what the Raiders want to do now. But back to the quarterback. So here are our options. Option number one is Aaron Rodgers. He's bleeping option number one. He he instantly brings this team Super Bowl or at least deep playoff consideration as I spoke to a sports book director today, he can flip the Vegas odds just by coming here. Then we have to dive into that. How much does he cost? How much of a cap hit is he? What does he take away from the defense and all of that? That's going to make this topic pretty complicated over the next couple of days. Aaron Rodgers is either going to say, I have no interest. What I think he's going to do is he's going to bait everyone in Raider Nation and tell you all he's interested. And then if he is interested... I'm convinced the Raiders will get him if he's interested. I'll guess that the Raiders get him. If he's not interested at all, he's going to kind of just play up the media because he loves that. (laughs) He loves it. And he'll talk about it. He'll sit on the fence. and He'll drag it out in Green Bay. And then again, he'll say, you know, I'm going to go back to Green Bay for one more year, which might be a really good decision for him because the NFC's down. NFC's really down. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at the Niners in Philadelphia and nobody else. And you can find a way to navigate yourself back to the playoffs and be in a hunt to get the Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers comes to the Raiders, I think that Dave Ziegler can massage the cap, do it right, find a way to fit him in and still have money, as Vinny Bonsignor has pointed out, and he'll join us at the top of the hour, that you can get Aaron Rodgers, you can keep a couple of the star players, you got Devontae, and you got plenty in the draft to go out and get the players in the draft and some free agents. So that's the, that's the glasses half full with Aaron Rodgers. The second option is you go young at quarterback. You just go all in, balls out, and say that we got to get a quarterback and we're not going to be able to get him with the seventh pick. He's not going to be there. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be long gone by number seven, and then you got to go trade up to get him. I support that. I really do. I'm the guy who anchored the draft and said – Instead of Leatherwood, go up and get Micah Parsons. I should have a statue at Allegiant Stadium for saying that because the Raiders would have had their linebacker situation set forever. That didn't work. So I am all for Aaron Rodgers. I'm all for trading up and using that draft equity to go up and get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. And then the third option here as we build this topic is the option of you stick with Jared Stidham. You stick with Jared Stidham and you draft the quarterback which is pretty much telling Jared Stidham that you're not the quarterback because you don't believe in him enough to just say, this is your team, we're going to give you this team, and we're going to give you a whole bunch of help on defense, and we think you can go out there and get it done. Jared Stidham would be sitting in the room going, well, I'm the starter for a few games, but C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Levis is going to be the quarterback by week seven or eight, and I'm going to be the backup again, and my history with the Raiders is going to be a backup. So those are the three options that are there. Another small option would be get someone better than Stidham as a bridge quarterback, but get your quarterback in the draft. That would be Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Right? That'd be Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is much better than Derek Carr. I don't. He wins more, but he played on better teams with better rosters. So if Jimmy Garoppolo played for the Raiders for the last six or seven years, I don't know if he'd have a better record with Derek Carr or not. I, I don't think he has much bigger talent than Derek Carr, but I think he's much better in Josh McDaniel's playbook than Derek Carr. So those are our quarterback options the way I see it. I'd like to know how you see it. 702-365-9200. This could go very fast and furious like the movie, or it could take time and could drag out for a while as we wait for the league year. But the rumors are already flying around, and they brought me into the rumors. I don't want to do rumor radio. I didn't sign up for these rumors. I work for the team. I work on the flagship. I don't want to do rumor radio every day, but I have to because it's that important. And if they're doing it on the Dan Patrick show and the Colin Coward show and Rich Eisen as he leads into me, what am I going to do? Come in here and (laughs) change the topic? I can't. And I'm all for these circumstances because I believe in Dave Ziegler. From knowing Dave for a short period of time, I think he was groomed for this opportunity to be really good at this moment. I think that he has the skill set, the connections, the personality to jump in and do this all and kind of figure it out. Now, a lot of people are questioning Dave right now. People are saying, well, wait a second. I thought we had Tom Brady locked up. What happened here? They didn't get anything in return for Derek Carr. There was a really good chance the second Derek Carr signed that contract that they were going to get nothing for him. Derek's got the no-trade clause. That was one of the benefits for the Raiders. Does everybody understand this? One of the benefits to get out of the Derek Carr deal was to give Derek something in return because the Raiders, if he didn't play well, were going to get out of the deal, and they did. And Derek got the no-trade clause. You can't have everything. You can't have Derek Carr sign a three-year extension for that type of money, knowing you want to get out of it, potentially, and not give him a no-trade clause. That's negotiation. So some people are going to get it. Vic Tafer does. I think Vic broke it down beautifully in The Athletic. Other people are just going to have vengeance and be upset and think that the Raiders got screwed because, what, they didn't get a third-round pick? Okay, I'm not going to walk you off the ledge on that if you believe that way. But for Derek Carr... That ship has sailed. As I recap last night on SiriusXM, Derek Carr got everything he could out of his potential. The team at times was not very good. Derek played at around a Pro Bowl level for half of his nine years with the Raiders. The injury to his broken leg ankle kind of derailed him for a number of years at quarterback because he was not the same. And then Derek got to the point where I feel for Derek on this one thing because he made a lot of money. I don't feel for him financially. He's fine. But he had to work with John Gruden and Josh McDaniels, who are two people I know and really like and trust, but they're very demanding. So this is not like when I went to college, I barely went to class. I was setting up the fraternity parties. When you're the quarterback of the Raiders, you got to be the first one in, last one to leave. you got to deal with that pressure and that playbook and these coaches directly in your face telling you you're not doing good enough if you're not. Derek dealt with all that. And the Raiders have now made a decision they need someone better overall. Mobility outside the pocket. The ability to do everything that a quarterback needs to do at a higher level. But it becomes a little bit risky going forward on how to thread that needle and who to get. So a couple of sound bites as we open up the show. I want to begin because we touched on a little bit on what Ian Rappaport, how he described the exit of Derek Carr from the Silver and Black. Well, the official release comes today at 4 p.m., but the actual release really came Sunday afternoon. That is when Derek Carr informed the Raiders that he would not be accepting a trade to anywhere, not the New Orleans Saints, 
not to any team because he had a no-trade clause. It was very clear that his say was really the thing that, that triggered this. And the reason, Mike, that Derek Carr did not accept a trade to the New Orleans Saints or anywhere else, he wanted to be a free agent. He wanted to say, wanted to be able to talk with teams, not just the ones that would trade for him like the Saints, but really all teams and just see what is the best opportunity for him. And we'll see how much money he ends up making. He was on the books for $33 million this year. The Had he been on the roster as of right now, would have been $40-plus million guaranteed over the next two years. Either way, the Raiders get out from under that. But I don't think it's going to be just about money for Carr. It's going to be about fit. It's going to be about legacy. It's going to be about winning. And yeah, I would expect the Saints to be in the mix as well. So what Rappaport said there, which is interesting, he said the Raiders got out from under it. Did you catch that? That was really the premise of letting Carr go. They got out of that contract, which they wanted to get out of, to free up money to get another quarterback. So ideally, you would take all that money, get a really good young quarterback and not even pay him a third of that, and then sprinkle it around. But if you got to get Aaron Rodgers, you got to spend all that Carr money, and you got to go get Aaron Rodgers. And then the math starts to get interesting. But again, I've never seen a GM in the NFL that can't figure it out and can't massage the cap and do it the right way. And I think Dave Ziggler will be able to do that. But then Mike Florio came on with me yesterday. And this is the hook to the monologue. This is the hook. I've been waiting. What's it, 17 after to play this? I didn't sleep well last night when I heard this in an interesting way because Florio knows a lot. And Florio dropped this nugget to me on the air yesterday. There's two names I'm watching. It's not Jimmy Garoppolo either. Number one, will he try to trade for Mac Jones? Remember, the end of the season, Bill Belichick was asked whether or not Mac Jones is going to be the starter for the Patriots next year. And instead of like rolling his eyes and, and, and harumphing, he said he's proven he can play in this league. He didn't say Mac Jones is our starter next year. And Mac Jones did pretty well with McDaniels in 2021. The other guy to watch, a guy that McDaniels loved coming out of the draft in 2018, a guy McDaniels secretly worked out his days before the draft even though the Patriots weren't in position to get him, and a guy that McDaniels got to stand on the sideline and watch come back from a 16-3 to deficit after two days with the Rams, Baker Mayfield. I'm keeping a close eye on him. So right before I went to bed last night, my mind was stirring. I was saying, what does Florio drop? He knows I've been with the Raiders 24 years. We've been friends a while. Why did he drop that Baker Mayfield on me? He knows I'm a Baker guy. You know I'm a Baker guy. I love Baker. You see what Baker did to the Raiders with an hour of the playbook? I said, man, Baker? Why did he drop that little nugget? And again, I don't think the Raiders are getting Baker Mayfield, but I wanted to make sure I signed off on it because Florio has it. He's an attorney. He's a lot smarter than I am, obviously. And then Mac Jones. And I thought about Mac Jones and what Josh McDaniels was able to do to him, do with him in his first year, and he did a hell of a job with him. I think it's one of the major reasons why I got the Raider job. When the Raiders were doing due diligence, which was all Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels in the past, look what he did with Mac Jones. And remember, Bobby knows this because he's a Patriot fan born and raised. This past year, the Patriots were mulling over benching Mac Jones. Yeah, he might be available. And he runs that Josh McDaniels system as good as anybody. Remember, Brady's gone. Who else runs the McDaniels system? Say it with me. Jimmy Garoppolo? Jared Stidham and Mac Jones. If I'm forgetting someone else, let me know. So those are the guys. So I wanted to get that in there when Florio said that. And then Tom Brady on his podcast, Let's Go, was asked about Aaron Rodgers. Here's the greatest quarterback of all time 
talking about one of the other greatest quarterbacks of all time. I hope he doesn't retire because, like I said, I think the league needs good quarterbacks, and he's one of the greats. So if he retires, it would be a sad day for the league. He's an incredible player, and everyone has their different processes they go through. And you know what? I think we all need to get off our phone a little bit more. I think we all need to get away from the TV a little bit more. I think we all need a little more nature and a little more silence and a little more peace. And whoever he's going about it, good for him. I like that. I think I agree with him. Put the phone down. Turn it off. Don't even bring it into your bedroom. Turn it on late in the morning. And, and don't look at your phone as much. And one more piece of sound. If the Raiders end up getting Aaron Rodgers, this is the type of media personality that comes to Las Vegas as we talk about Aaron Rodgers and how he's going to deal with the media. Ian Rapport's a good friend of ours. We like Ian. Ian's this big. He's awesome. Good guy. He, he's good. For, he's been good for us. We like him. But whenever we said to him, are you sure he's going to be on Aaron Rodgers? He, well, maybe he delayed it. So whenever it's like delayed, you got some people saying, I'm sick of dealing with this guy. Now I got to deal with a delayed this. Like it just all adds into. And, and, and listen, that's my problem with the whole thing. It's, I have no problem with Ian Rapport, Schefter. I think they're really good at their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know. They really don't. They don't have people in my inner circle. Who are sources i can promise you that and anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle it's that simple yeah. so i've had this planned on the books for four months for the same time and when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true it creates a story that's and it just keeps on going and going and going all right so that's from the pat mcafee show so i gave you again i nailed the 21 minutes of quarterback content now I'd like to hear from you at 702-365-9200. What would you like to see? You don't have to tell me the quarterback. You can include it in your phone call. But what would you like to see in the process of getting the quarterback? What do you want to see? Do you want to do more due diligence on these draft picks? Do you want to hear Aaron Rodgers for another week or two? Do you want to uh, figure out more? you want to look more and study on Jared Stidham? Uh, what do you want to do here? What, what kind of gets you going on the type of radio we should be doing, and I'm asking you as a friend, guiding us to how we should give you our coverage on this. Because without a doubt, no matter what happens to me in the next couple of weeks, my priority is the quarterback. And that decision could have been made already by Dave Ziegler that it's going to be Jared Stidham. That, that decision could have been made a month ago. Hey, we're not telling anybody, including good old JT, we're not telling them anything, which they don't have to, but we're going with Stidham. And we are going to drop a bomb on free agency on the defense. We are going to draft our guts out on defense. We are going to load up this defense with so many good players that you're going to be saying, thank you, we got Jared Stidham running this offense, getting the ball out quickly, being a little bit more mobile, and we're going to be on fire and make a run to the playoffs. We're all trying to figure this out together. John in Salt Lake City, thanks for starting us off. John, what's happening? Not much. Thanks for taking my call, JT. Thank you. You know, I grew up in the 70s as a kid, and I remember when Commitment to Excellence was born, and it was all about Super Bowls. You have to look at this and say to yourself, when do you ever get the opportunity to get a future Hall of Fame quarterback that is still playing at a high level, and you can actually have a chance to go out and get somebody like that? You cannot afford to pass up an opportunity like this. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at these quarterbacks in the draft, if you look at a J.C. Stroud, it is going to cost you way more in draft capital to move up and get a guy like that than it is to go out and get a proven Hall of Fame quarterback that is playing at a high level. And look, 
when you went and got Devontae Adams and you re-signed Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, you are sent a message that we want to win now. And to keep the moral of that locker room high, morale of that locker mm-hmm. room high, you can't, you have to, if you have the ability to get Aaron Rodgers, you have to make this happen. This team has to score at least 27 to 30 points a game. I don't care what they do on defense. You have to score 30 points a game in this division if you are going to compete. So I think this team needs to go all in on Aaron. And I think you can address the quarterback situation for the future down the road. But you need a two-year guarantee mm-hmm. from Aaron. And I think that is the approach I would take is, you know, this, this team needs a spark. It needs something to get the fans excited. And getting Aaron Rodgers would do that. And I just hope they're all in on that. But here's the thing. Everybody's got to remember, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams – orchestrated his move out of Green Bay. And Vinny had a great interview with Devontae to where Devontae has had personal conversations with Aaron about this. So don't count the Raiders out in not getting him because Devontae could really help push this thing through. So I'm hoping, JT, that's what this team wins, needs, because if this team does not get Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry, there's not really much for next year. Thanks for taking my call. Wow, I told you we got really good callers when we line them up right. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, the Raiders don't get Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't line up well. There's another plan. There's other plans in Aaron Rodgers. I wanted Tom Brady more than Aaron Rodgers because it's fit in the system. It's fit in the system. Look, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. He fits the system perfectly. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time with Devontae Adams, and Derek had Derek had Devontae at a level where he broke. A bunch of Raider records. Derek Carr did that, and he was let go. Imagine what Aaron Rodgers can do with that. But very good point. You know, on all-in, excitement, wanting to get the team going, everything that we're talking about here. Very good points overall. We don't claim to have the answers, but we definitely have the opinions, and they're very strong. We don't have the answers, and that's why we count on you. The monologue brought to you by our great friends, Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence, All the Remy Martin cocktails, everything you do with Remy Martin. They're coming off the Super Bowl where they had a one-minute Serena Williams commercial that I watched that was really cool. Remy Martin, a proud partner of our show, as we have the Super Bowl in Vegas coming up. And you'll be hearing that with the taglines of all of our partners on Raider Nation Radio. If you are a partner or want to be a partner, this is the year of the Super Bowl in Vegas. You want to be a part of this show. We're going big. It's the Super Bowl year in Vegas, something I never dreamed of because it was impossible to think it could happen. And it's here. We're on the clock. Vegas, when they're on the clock, is pretty good. Vegas is pretty good on the clock. I'm wide open, rest of the show. We just got phone calls and me jabbering and guessing who the quarterback would be and plugging into the passion and energy of the silver and black. Listen, I'm not in my darkness retreat yet. What? Oh, and yesterday. What? Nope. This thing has been planned for about four months, and it was always the same date, always the end of this week. Oh. So, 
anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. Whoa. So Whoa. let me just reiterate one more time. There's an inner circle, right? And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, oh. to Adam Schefter, what? or to any of those people. Okay? So if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you, you're not in the inner circle. Oh! Damn. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff, or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, just stop with the fake news. Fake news. Haven't heard that in a while. It's Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. JT back with you. Turn it up. Today's a big day for me and my wife. Want to share stuff? I don't share a lot of personal information on the radio. But 25 years ago tonight, I met my wife as a stranger at the Hard Rock Hotel at the Center Bar before walking in to see the Rolling Stones live at the joint at the Hard Rock. For those who have been with me, uh, nothing happens if that moment doesn't happen. If she's five, six feet away from me, I never meet her. It's in my book, The Handoff. It was fate. If you don't believe in fate, you don't have to. I do. It was the biggest fate moment of my life. If I didn't go to that Rolling Stone show, if my mentor and boss didn't FedEx me tickets and didn't think they'd get there 24 hours before, if my two best friends didn't come in and help me on this venture, if one of my best friends still in my wedding, Todd Parmalee here in town, wasn't at the center bar as a bartender telling me to come to him because you couldn't move and I didn't walk to him, I wouldn't have met the woman who was standing by herself who ended up getting the tickets because she ripped her ticket stub to John Cougar Mellencamp show, put it into a gold barrel, and they picked her name out of it. Want to talk about a lottery ticket. And she came by herself as a young school teacher to the Hard Rock to go to the Rolling Stones. And that's how it all happened. And my two kids wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Keith Richards. If it wasn't for Mick, my two sons, one a senior at Oklahoma, a sophomore at ASU, would not be walking God's green earth. And I don't know where the hell I would be in life if I didn't meet my wife. I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about that. So it's 25 years, not my wedding anniversary, that's September 4th, but today's the day that my wife and I celebrate our anniversary every year because that's where fate intervened. Uh, now it's Virgin Hotels, Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas, on the grounds of where the Hard Rock Hotel used to be, and it changed everything. And it grounded me in Vegas, and it brought us back to Vegas, all because of that great night. And when I look back at that night in the Stones, with Tommy Lee and Pamela next to me, Brad Pitt, Jack Nicholson, Gene Simmons, uh, everything that was going on in that first and second row where we were kind enough to be, that's probably the biggest night of my life. I've had some cool nights in my life with my family and friends, but I can't imagine a night more important that I was in the right place at the right time. So tonight's a big night for us. It's our 25-year-to-the-date anniversary of meeting at a place where we had so many memories, so many great memories at the Hard Rock. If you remember the Hard Rock on February 15th, 1998, or 99, 2000, 2001, man, that place had it dialed in. Oh! Was, was that place a great night on any given night you showed up there? So happy about that, and we'll toast one tonight, and we're excited about that. And for those who were with me back then and are still with me back then, thank you, because that was a big jumping-off point in my life. Let Forget about my career, my life, which is much more important in my career. 
Uh, back to the quarterback hunt, right? Maybe we should do some imaging on that. We're hunting for a quarterback, gangster Raider. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Happy anniversary to you and your wife. And um, I say we already have our quarterback. I say we stick with Stidham. You know what I mean? And only thing we should bring in is probably a veteran to go with him, probably like Brissett, or if we can get um, uh, what's that boy Trey Lance um for a third round or less. You know what I'm saying? Then we go with that because I think we already have our quarterback. Mm-hmm. We stick with him. We try to um trade down with our picks so we can get two first round picks and. and I say we can do it in the first and second round. You know what I mean? We go get, get find a team that has two first round picks that want to move up to the seventh, and we move down, get two first round picks. In the second round, we you know we pick second. I mean, seventh in the second round as well. Mm-hmm. We trade down with a team that has two second round picks that want to move up to that seventh pick, and we get two first round picks, two second round picks, and we build up our team. We get the best linebacker and the best defensive tackle that's available. In the first you round. might be onto something, gangster. You might be onto something because if they've already decided that in the building and they're going with Stidham because they're really excited about him not having a backup car and he'd be the leader there, then you can trade back and you exactly. still can get a quarterback and you can still get the players you want. So exactly. that is not a that is not a far fetched thing you're saying. I respect what you're saying there. I wouldn't do it. I'd go for Aaron Rodgers and I'd go all in because he's great and I want to. I, I don't want to test the market when I can get greatness. But I respect your opinion. It makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll work. And think about it. We can fix up all the, a lot of the holes in our defense, and we could make a stretch run. And I, I think even if we would have um, stood them earlier in this year, we wouldn't have lost a lot of those um, leads, the double-digit leads we had, because Stidham has like a moxie. You know what I'm saying? And he would have ran for a lot of first downs, and we wouldn't have had a lot of those minus fours, I believe, because we would have better quarterback play. That's just what mm-hmm. I believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Good phone call. Thank you. I agree with a lot of what you said. Hey, Bobby, tell me this one didn't rock your world. Raquel Welch just passed away. Wow. One of the most iconic humans ever. Raquel Welch, dead at 82. TMZ. I must. I was prepping for the show, didn't see that. This is all over the place. I don't want to ask you, especially you, where were you the first time you saw Raquel Welch? But... You were four years old. Okay. Well, when, when it mattered. Four years old, it didn't matter. I'm talking about when it mattered. Pound pound for pound, you would say, no debate. Pound for pound on the Mount Rushmore of the most beautiful women of all time. You could put her one. You can only move her down to four. You've got to put her on the all-time Mount Rushmore. To translate this for folks under the age of 30, this would be the equivalent of Jenna Ortega dying. Okay. Right. That that's the girl from Wednesday in the little Netflix series. But okay. yeah, but she, Raquel Welch in the late '60s and the '70s, Kansas City Bomber movie, a few other flicks mm-hmm. she did. She was right up there. She was she was Farrah Fawcett. She was Anna. I Nicole, would put Farrah know? Fawcett on that list. Yeah, yeah, I would put and Raquel on that list. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred Thor Raider Nation Drinking Club. What's going on, Black Hole Thor? What do you think of quarterback situation? What is happening, JT? Again, congratulations, 25 years, beautiful thing, man. Thank you, man. Um, You know, I'm right with Gangster Raider, man. I'm right with Gangster Raider. I I thought that was a great call. And and I understand your point, too, with the AR thing or or, Mm -hmm. or a veteran like that. Um, But I really want to set up for the next. And I think the AR AR is so expensive, it's going to be harder to set up. 
I'd love to trade back. I'd love to trade back, keep Stidham, and just go linebacker, go defensive line, try to get that defense right. Try to get the offensive line right. I mean, the offensive line, I keep saying, isn't as bad as people were saying all year. They're not great. Don't get me wrong. They, they need help, but they're not that bad. And you need to fill that in. Obviously, um, we say defense wins championships, but it's, it's the way the league is. You gotta score. You gotta score. You gotta protect the quarterback. You gotta have time to throw. For any great cornerback, it's it's impossible to guard a, a great wide receiver five and a half seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if your quarterback's getting time, so so fix the offensive line, fix the defensive line, fix the linebackers. To me, the quarterback is a huge thing we need, but but we need so much. I, mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather wait on that and and try to rocky year with Stidham and, and see okay. what happens. All right, thank you. And I know you're at your season ticket holder like I am. And if you're going to go in with Stidham against Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and Justin Herbert, and you're going to go up against Patrick Mahomes, you might have to wait. You might have to wait again. And I'm sitting in my seats, and I don't sell my tickets to Kansas City fans and Niner fans. I sit through all this. I'll be patient. I'm going to do my job either way. But I know a lot of fans who were so triggered last year and so upset last year about the team losing all those games, the double-digit leads in the second half, you know, Stidham's not a lot better than Carr. Carr was very good. Carr was a very good quarterback. Stidham's been a backup. So if they choose to make Stidham the starter and think he's elevated to that stage in his career, I could promise you, promise you that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler did so much homework on Stidham in his preparation, his practice, what they're doing with him the entire offseason and what they're going to give him in that playbook that Carr could not execute at their level that they would have to be so confident in Stidham being able to compete, let alone win games. And he looked good against the Niners, no doubt about that, and that turned a lot of heads. I think there are some Raider fans who are pretty happy about that and the upside, the upside of what he can do. But you know, you're going up against the AFC West quarterbacks. The top six to seven quarterbacks in football are in the AFC. All these guys who get paid to put their list together are now putting – Jalen Hurts at number six or number seven. Think about that. We were all in the building last year at Allegiant Stadium when Jalen Hurts lost to Derek Carr. No one had him in the top 20, maybe top 15. And now everybody's got him in the top six or seven, possibly rightfully so. I don't have him ahead of Lamar Jackson. I don't have him ahead of Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look at this list. And that's what concerns me about Rodgers not coming here. Because if Rodgers wants to win, I think he could elevate the Raiders. Because I, again, talking to a sportsbook director about this move and how it could change the odds and how many people will jump on the Raiders to go to the playoffs if Rodgers comes here. The number's not going to move with Stidham. Quick reminder, if Stidham's the quarterback here, the Vegas odds over at the Westgate and Circa are not going to move. And the Raiders, are, according to the Vegas sports books, are going to have little to no chance to make the playoffs. Forget about the Super Bowl. With Rodgers, they're going to have Super Bowl odds that are legit, and they're going to have playoff odds that are really legit. And that's what Raider Nation has to come to grips with. What's more important? Do you want to take some time and grow it the right way? Which I think that's what Josh McDaniels was born to do. Spoke to another executive off of Radio Row. True story. Keep his name out of it, but on my kids, True Story said that a high-end executive who said Josh McDaniels is the smartest coach 
he's ever seen. I said, excuse me? Ever? And I knew the coaches that he worked with. He said, JT, I've never seen a guy with that much knowledge of football. Offense, defense, special teams, all of it combined. He's great at it, but it hasn't shown up in the record. And that's what fans talk about. They just talk about the record. They don't care if someone says, this guy's a savant, he knows football, he's great, he's elite. Fans don't care. They want to just win games. And the, probably the best scenario for Josh McDaniels all time would be given, give Josh McDaniels a one or two win team and say, take your time, go find your quarterback and build this thing the right way. A little bit different coming off this year and in Las Vegas and what they want to do. But I know that Dave Ziegler hasn't flinched on his plan to build this team, on how he wants to do it. He wants to do it the way he was trained to do it throughout his career, to do it the right way, which is get the best players, make sure the best players are cost-effective, and then develop the players. Not a lot of people talk about that topic anymore, about developing players. They just want players who are going to come in and do a great job. Well, you got to develop a lot of them. You draft them in the seventh round, like Thayer Mumford, you got to hope two, three years from now he's a starter. Eric in Vegas. Thanks for calling, Eric. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Hey, happy anniversary to you and your wife. Thank you. Changing the so just a little bit. Um, some people may just telling me things that I don't really understand. You know, Derek Carr was supposed to be guaranteed $40 million. I mean, he's still going to get that money. And you tell me the, what's going on with the $40 million and what the Raiders will pay him. Well, what the Raiders will pay who? Derek Carr. Derek Carr's gone. They're out. I think the, the cap hits all they have to do there. What, what they And we have Vinny coming on. So Vinny's going to clear this up in 14 minutes. But uh, thanks for the call, Bobby. He's out. Derek Carr's off the books officially. So the $40 million that they didn't want to pay him and what he was exiting for is off the books and done. Derek Carr is gone off the books. Raiders are done. And now they have that money to spend on Jared Stidham, Aaron Rodgers, or a draft-eligible quarterback. So that's why they got rid of Derek Carr. They wanted that number off the book. They wanted that contract out before the deadline. And it was very simple math for the Raiders to do that. Made a lot of sense for what they want to do. So the quarterback declined to waive his no-trade clause just before the $40 million of his contract would have become guaranteed. Now it's not guaranteed. So that's the only issue you need to know here. And the Raiders are out of that. And Dave Ziegler put out a statement, quote, we have a lot of respect for Derek Carr and what he meant to the Raiders organization for the last nine years. But that money now is available for the Raiders to spend on something else. Now, if Derek was still on the roster today, his full $32.9 million salary for this upcoming year would have been guaranteed, as would $7.5 million of his $41.9 million for 2024. So by cutting him out... The Raiders are off the hook for $40.4 million while taking just a $5.6 million salary cap hit. They freed up officially $29.3 million in base salary cap. It was all financial. Oh, and the fact that they didn't think they could get to the next level with Derek Carr. Let's remember that, too. The money would have made sense if they thought that Derek could have took him to the next level. They evaluated him for a year. They didn't think so. And they're, they're paid to do that. They're paid to do that. So the money, the money was the reason why Derek wasn't here. And I don't think they wanted to give him another year or two to see the Derek Carr that they just saw last year, who had some good moments, had a lot of average moments. It was a business decision. It was a business decision to try to spend the money better throughout the roster 
and hopefully, which is risky, get a better quarterback. JT brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I ever had. What are you so upset about at the last drive of regulation there coming off? Just every single play call, probably. Is there a reason those play calls were upsetting to you? Yeah, I feel like we were like 30 yards from end of the game in regulation. And also felt like it was two minutes, so I was going to be calling those. And I was in a pretty good rhythm. Obviously, I didn't have a ton of attempts tonight, but it felt like I was in a pretty good rhythm. I felt like I threw the ball. Just about exactly where I wanted to tonight. And if I want a chance to go win the game. That's Aaron Rodgers. What does his candidacy look like to be the quarterback for the Raiders? We don't know. We're just talking about it because we're a sports talk radio show. Welcome back. We thank everybody over at Resorts World. Resorts World's got a lot of big events coming up. You can get early access to Sam Hunt, who will be performing on April 21st and 22nd. At Resorts World inside their theater, which is fantastic. They have a pre-sale code. It's all there on the Resorts World website. So I've been to a couple of shows there. It's fantastic. Blake Shelton, Carrie Underwood. My wife loved that we went. The theater is incredible. It's a monster. And now early access to Sam Hunt. Download that Resorts World app to see all their dining opportunities, everything you can do on property, and get tickets to all the big concerts that they have coming up there. So as we stay with Aaron Rodgers or wondering what the quarterback situation is going to be, Aaron Rodgers could get feisty with the media. You imagine him going into the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, opening up questions. What is everybody going to ask him? Well, he does that. He does a pretty good job at answering questions. One thing about Aaron Rodgers, he has an exclusive with Pat McAfee on his show, and McAfee's doing really well. He does that once a week, and I think he does a little bit in Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers is sharpened up where he, he saves his comments when he knows people are listening. And normally it's when he's ticked off, he's upset. You don't get much out of Aaron Rodgers after a game. You get it during the week after it's festering. So if he loses a game on Sunday by Tuesday with McAfee, middle of the week, he starts throwing barbs out there. And that's great for sports radio. We need guys like him. Gives a lot of content here. Imagine if he was the quarterback here in Vegas. All right, uh, Raider Glenn is up next. Bobby, is that who's there? Raider Glenn, no? How about Hardcore Raider? We'll go to Hardcore Raider. You're up next. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just make this real short, you know. I mean, it's pretty crazy that, you know, all of us have really forgotten about Hennon Hooker, uh, the quarterback for uh, Tennessee. You know, he got hurt, and had he not got hurt, he was in the running for Heisman as well as, you know, at, at least top three. He might be the top mm-hmm. draft prospect had he not got hurt. And I know it's all like woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if he gets his knee right, I don't know if he's going to fall to the like late uh, first round or, mm-hmm. you know, if he'd be in the second round. I don't think he's going to, I don't think there's any way he's going to last until like the third round. So for me, I think he's a sneaky steal. If you could get him in the late first or like second round, if his, you know, if he gets his knee healthy. Mm-hmm. That could be one stud uh, in the yeah, NFL. I would agree with you. How, how long you want to develop him coming off a knee injury? I mean, I would say if we do the Stidham experiment, then, you know, you start Stidham, give him his shot, right? And then if he's not producing halfway through the season, you make the transition. A half a season should be mm-hmm. enough time 
Brandon Hooker to learn the playbook and to really kind of get stuff uh, while wearing the, the headset and like hearing how Josh McDaniels wants to run things. Yeah, I couldn't disagree with you more. I think the offense is too complex for a kid who's coming off an injury out of Tennessee to be taken and to play him in his first year. No, no chance. No chance. You'd have to park him. You'd have to park him, and he, I don't see any scenario how he would play as a rookie. In this division, in this division, with the world champ Kansas City, with Khalil Mack, with what's floating around this division, I don't see that. But he's a guy, if he drops and the Raiders decide to take him and they trade back and they get him, I wouldn't argue with that in, in regards to a development quarterback. I don't think a great, great elite quarterback, the two great ones are C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I don't believe they'll be available at number seven. But the Raiders can trade up from seven, and I would support that. And if you want to trade back and get one of these other good quarterbacks later in the second or third round, no problem with that either.